Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Try Squarespace at squarespace.com and enter offer code tech at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. So last spring, I was taking the subway, and I realized that the entire car was filled with YouTube ads. And they were these personality-driven ads with these names and faces that I knew, specifically Bethany Moda and Michelle Fawn, who are beauty vloggers. And at the time, I worked for Teen Vogue, so I knew about these girls as someone who's following the industry, and also we were getting pitched them a lot, and they were in the magazine, and they were online, and I knew they were popular. Girls loved these stories, but this YouTube ad campaign just blew my mind. So I get invited to an event uh, that YouTube is hosting for this campaign. I'm like, gotta check it out. Like, this is so interesting. This is so crazy that they are hedging their bets, their first big campaign on these girls. So I get to this event. It's at this huge space on the West Side Highway. And there's this insane crowd outside. They are screaming for Michelle and for Bethany. It is a total celebrity moment. Like these vloggers may as well be One Direction. That was the moment when I was like, oh, wait, this is for real. Beauty vlogging is for real. And it is on a whole other level than I realized, even though I was literally covering this industry. I have to be honest, I'm kind of jealous of you because (laughs) I remember this ad campaign, but the only ones I saw were the rapping pirates. This was like the very first push. The ones that are in the subway now are like, there's like a bro channel and there's like, and that there may be some rapping pirates, but this was like YouTube's (laughs) like really first big ad campaign. And it was fascinating because it was all women. It was all girls who were in it. And, you know, it was all sort of in this like lifestyle space. And it was just everywhere. You you couldn't escape it. I think this is an important episode for What's Tech, because I think arguably it's the first time we focused on, I would say, a subject aimed uh, at women in technology or on the internet. And two, uh, the only and first episode to have the phrase, uh, that may have been the one featuring rapping pirates. <laughs> Very important. I'm glad that I could help bring all of those aspects to life. Thank you. Today. You're welcome. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to What's Tech, a podcast from The Verge. If you haven't listened to the show before, it answers the question of the title, what is technology in a time when everything sort of feels like technology? Today, I have on a very special guest, my friend and someone from a different part of Vox Media. I would say the best site on Vox Vox Media? I would say the best site on Vox Media, Racked.com. I have Julia Rubin, the site's features editor. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well because I'm talking to you and not just another nerd who wants to talk to me about operating systems and like, I don't know, resolutions or Bitcoin or whatever those nerds talk about. There is no Bitcoin talk today. 
<laughs> However, nerdery of a different kind, for sure. Will prevail. Um, today, we are talking about beauty vloggers, and we'll start from the top. What is a beauty vlogger? Well, vlogger is a terrible-sounding portmanteau of the words video and blogger. So these are people who are posting videos of beauty on YouTube. Beauty vloggers are often referred to as YouTube beauty gurus, which is not that much better than calling them Uh, beauty vloggers. I think that's worse. It probably is, um, definitely. Uh, But yeah, so these are beauty experts who are making videos. There are like, at latest estimate, 1.8 million beauty videos, um, and those have a total of 45 billion views on YouTube. So this is a huge, huge segment um, of like the online video space. What is a typical video like from a popular beauty vlogger? So the makeup tutorial is definitely the most standard kind of video. So this is going to be like straight service. How to contour, how to do a smoky eye, how to get this celebrity's look. Um, The celebrity tutorials are like a subset and are super, super popular. Uh, There's also hair tutorials. They're not as popular as the makeup ones. Um, And then you also, beyond tutorials, there's product demos, there's hauls, which is where you like buy a bunch of stuff and show viewers what you bought. There's routine videos, which are kind of fun, which is like, this is how I get ready in the morning. And these are all the products I use. And this is what I use at night. Um, And then there's also confessional videos because these are bloggers after all. Wait, when you say confessional video, what I picture is real world. Like I am locked (laughs) in a very small room. A therapist who paid by MTV is talking to me, trying to get juice out. Is is it that sort of thing? It's not so dissimilar. Yeah, I mean, these girls are posting videos all of the time, um, and some of them are beauty related, and some are not. So, I mean, one of the most recent ones um, is there is a really popular beauty vlogger named Ingrid Nielsen. She goes by Miss Glamorazzi, um, and she just posted like a. 23-minute coming out confessional video that went crazy viral. Tons of stuff on the internet about it in the last couple of weeks. So these girls are definitely showing their viewers their lives beyond just like, here's a beauty tip. So they're, you know, I I went through this hard thing and I'm going to tell you all about it. And sometimes it does come back to beauty. Like there was a video that amazed me say maybe it was like four or five years ago and it was this girl who had really really terrible cystic acne um and she was sort of coming clean for the first time and was like oh you know my my skin is so terrible like it's it it looked just like her entire face was covered red bumpy splotchy really painful cysts and so she sort of confesses you know i i have this skin and then that launched into a whole tutorial of her showing how she covers it and how, you know, these techniques. So they can kind of come hand in hand. But, yeah, there's just straight up confessional like I'm gay. I was in an abusive relationship. Um, I was bullied at school. These bloggers are sharing kind of everything. Who Who is the first person to do beauty vlogging or was, was it a group? Um, it's hard to pinpoint exactly who was the first first, but Michelle Fawn was certainly one of the first. Uh, she started vlogging in 2007 while she was in college. Interestingly, she actually first posted the videos on Zanga, which is a fun fact. Wow. Um, which is amazing before moving to YouTube. Um, there's this like amazing quote she gave in an interview about using Bob Ross 
as a model for what she was trying to do with her videos. Like she wanted to be really soothing. She wanted to be really accessible. Um, so she she's definitely sort of credited as the pioneer. Um, she's also arguably the most successful beauty vlogger on the whole. I think right now she has like seven... 0.7 million followers. Um, she was in Jeez. a Dr. Pepper commercial. She has a makeup line backed by L'Oreal. Uh, she has a subscription service that is set to bring in like $84 million um, in its first year. It's it's crazy. So she's she was definitely one of the first um, and certainly the first to hit it big in this kind of way. Who were the sort of predecessors to the beauty vlogger? Like, w- where did people turn to for this information before the internet? Definitely women's magazines. Um, the beauty pages of women's magazines have always had product recommendations and service elements. Uh, but, you know, obviously a static medium, right? So it would show step by step, but you you weren't necessarily having your hand held through that. Um, another predecessor, maybe the makeup counter girl. So these are the women who are selling you beauty products when you go to department stores. They're giving you free makeovers in the hopes of selling you stuff. Um, maybe they're teaching you something along the way. But those are sort of the only two places. Like there there were certainly no TV shows um, or any other kind of you know, moving image of, of beauty tutorials before this. So I come from the world of video games and video game journalism. And maybe the one thing that rivals beauty vlogging on YouTube is the video game Let's Play video with PewDiePie, who has millions and millions of viewers. Uh, but there's a tension there between the journalist who, you know, is is reporting on the companies and, you know, talks about a new game and reviews a new game and can be positive, but isn't directly paid by a company to cover it. Or if they ever were, would presumably disclose that. Uh, but with the video game YouTube stars, there's, uh, there's a, a lack of transparency, to say the least, about whether or not what they're playing is being, you know, given to them by uh, a video game studio or if they're outright paid to do it and it's subtle marketing. Is that a similar thing in beauty vlogging where there's a tension between whether these people are like what used to be the magazines that would guide an audience or just people who are kind of marketers in a way? Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is a tension also in the greater fashion beauty blogging world. And there's, you know, been all these regulations um, and you have to have disclosures. And yeah, I mean, it's difficult. It definitely I think what's interesting is that there is a sense with these beauty vloggers that they're personalities, that they're celebrities. They're certainly never considered journalists in a way that someone that has a actual blog sometimes toes the line. Um but, I mean, they're doing service content. It's definitely more on, like, the self-help end of the spectrum. They are repping brands, sometimes very explicitly, but sometimes not. Um, there's product placement. They are paid tens of thousands of dollars to be like, I use this makeup wipe. Um, and then that, in turn, helps drive sales on the brand end. It also helps with market research, which is super, super sought after in the beauty industry. Um so, I mean, yeah, there's there's certainly this tension. I do think there's more of an understanding that with vloggers, they are just, they are experts. They are not journalists. But what's interesting, because you mentioned the magazines in relation to this, is that there's paid placement 
um, sort of tacit paid placement in magazines. Like, ma- like women's magazines, you know, have to have X many mentions of advertisers in their pages um, for fashion and for beauty. So, and that's not necessarily something that all, you know, readers know, but um, it's, it is actually very similar in that way. And then, you know, it kind of leads to like, can you trust magazines? Can you trust vloggers? Um, I mean, everyone's getting paid by these brands. Well, I, I mean, that goes right to my next question, which is, do beauty vloggers make money? And is is it just through these sponsorships? Do they make money, Chris? They make <laughs> so much money. They make huh. so much money. It is unbelievable. So I'll break it down. They make money off of YouTube advertising. So a lot of them are in sort of the YouTube partner program. They make money off of endorsement deals, uh, paid placement, their own product lines, any ad campaigns they appear in, books, they get paid to go to events. Um, these vloggers have agents. Like they are, like some of the big ones are repped by like CAA. Um, so even before Michelle Fawn had her makeup line and her subscription service, it was reported she was bringing in like $5 million a year. Uh, and so that, you know, is just from like endorsements, placement, advertising. Um even way, way less popular vloggers can still bring in like half a million dollars a year. A lot of them are in um, MCNs, which are multi-channel networks, which help facilitate the monetization, uh, but also take a cut of the profits. Um, but there's also this other element to it is that there's just so much money in beauty. I don't know that people necessarily realize that. Like pretty much every beauty or personal care brand that you've heard of is owned by a huge multinational corporation like Procter & Gamble, L'Oreal, Estee Lauder. They have so much money to sink into this kind of stuff, and they are just throwing it at these vloggers Um, on top of, you know, just like the ad revenue that's generated from, you know, Michelle Phan, who has, you know, billion-plus views on her video. Is beauty vlogging so popular because it's kind of this, I don't know if it's right place at the right time, but I imagine... Beauty is like a universal thing. People want to make themselves look better. And instruction is probably easiest through video. And it just happened to be the amateurs were the people who jumped on it. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a real, it's it's a few things. So there's a real appetite for service content on the internet in general. And with beauty, there's this idea that you can actually buy these products. You can actually try these techniques. It's all about like accessible transformation. Um, it's all about, you know, they're showing these girls when you start a video and she's showing you the tutorial, she has a nothing on her face because she's going to show you how to build it up. So you relate to these girls and you're like, they look so normal. They have, you know, they have a zit, they have under eye circles. They look just sort of like normal girls. And then they show you over the course of this video, how to look literally in some cases like Beyonce, um, And you can see it actually happen and you feel like you can actually do it. Also, you know, the most popular vloggers, even the not as popular, I mean, all of it comes from this community building. So these vloggers are taking requests from fans when they're planning what their next video is going to be. They're in the comments. They're answering questions. They're entirely relatable. And also, a lot of these videos are made like in bedrooms. The production quality is not necessarily professional. So, you know, it just kind of brings it down to the reader level, or not reader, I guess in this case, viewer level. Um, 
And you're like, oh, they can do it. They're in their bedroom. They have the stuff that they got from the drugstore or the department store or Sephora or whatever. And like, I can learn these things and I can look just as amazing as they do because we start off looking exactly the same. Has beauty vlogging launched careers outside of beauty vlogging, kind of like what Twitter did for people who made jokes on the internet and then became television writers? Um, yes, but it's not that these girls necessarily want to be a different kind of celebrity. Like, they aren't looking to be actresses or pop stars or TV writers. Um, they want to keep being beauty experts. So they still want to be on the camera, on the internet, but they also want to have their own makeup lines and they want to get book deals. Like they want to be a beauty expert in these sort of like other mediums. What's interesting is that a lot of the big stars are trying to expand beyond beauty now. So it's they're getting into fashion and DIY and cooking and sort of like general lifestyle content because I think there's this sense of, you know, how much beauty content can you do if you have to put out videos X time a week? So like the current most popular beauty vlogger is this girl, Bethany Moda, who is in the YouTube campaign. Um, She has 8.8 million followers and she's 19. She started vlogging when she was 13. Um, She her name, her YouTube name is Mac Barbie 07, which is also like the funny thing about all these YouTube stars is they have these like kind of ridiculous like AIM names. Um, but so she does beauty and fashion vlogging now. She has a line with Aeropostal. She was on the cover of Seventeen. She has interviewed President Obama. <laughs> like, it's pretty crazy. But she she has certainly sort of risen through the ranks by going beyond beauty. Um, but yeah, I mean these these girls are one hundred percent celebrities, but they want to still be celebrities in this space. Yeah, I, it just seems like. Eventually, you have to go beyond beauty only because I think of like Vine stars, right? Mm-hmm. And the the difference between a Vine stars comedy and like a hacky LA uh, TV writers comedy is like their age. The the jokes play better <laughs> because they're fourteen, and when they're like ah oh, homework, people are like yeah that works. <laughs> well, if like a forty five year old did that, they'd be like oh what a shill. <laughs> But eventually they're going to be 45 mm-hmm. and, and the joke won't land. Doesn't that eventually happen for, uh, say, a, a beauty vlogger who started out when they're 13? When they're 25, I imagine 13-year-olds are still going to want to get their beauty advice from the new crop of 13-year-olds. Oh, definitely. I mean, and that's sort of what we're seeing with Michelle Fawn is like her YouTube numbers have actually dropped off quite a bit in the last couple of years. She's in her late 20s. I mean, she's been doing this for, you know, eight years. She started when she was a college kid. So what she's really been trying to do is sort of extend this career by having other businesses like adjacent businesses. So having this subscription service where you you know, pay X amount of dollars a month and then you get like a little bag of beauty products, um, having an actual line. So I think, you know, I mean, also, if you think about it, she's been doing it for all this time and like how many more videos are there to be made? There's a reason why her views are kind of down and also why she's also looking to get into these other markets. Um, But yeah, I mean, they're all sort of using it still as this like, I'm the expert and like, you should buy my book and you should buy my stuff because I know all the stuff. So I, I want to get into beauty vlogging. I'm not going to do it myself. Okay. I, I, well, I, there's a clamoring for me to do so. There is. I must resist. 
I have a, another job <laughs> called doing this podcast <laughs> where no one has to see me. Uh, who who do I watch? What what are who are the best entry points? So with Michelle and with Bethany, so that's Michelle Fawn, Bethany Moda, they'll give you a sense of what the girls at the very top of the food chain are doing. Um, it's the same with Ingrid Nielsen, who I mentioned earlier, who's known as Miss Glamorazzi, and also this girl, Zoella. But um, my friend Arabelle, who's a beauty writer, actually put together this really great list of underrated beauty gurus, uh, many of whom are women of color and are just doing really interesting, cool, different stuff um, than sort of the beauty vloggers that we, again, are kind of getting hit over the head with, the Michelles and the Bethany's. So to crib from her list, I'm also going to recommend um, you check out It's My Ray Ray, and that's R-A-Y-E. She's super fun to watch. Um, there's Jung Se-Mool, who is the most popular makeup artist in South Korea, which you may not be aware is sort of where every single skincare and makeup trend is coming out of right now. Like Korean beauty is it. It is the most important thing in the market right now. Um, and so she has these videos and with translated captions. Um, and then also Miss Rosh Posh is great. And she's just like this beautiful, glowy woman and does all of these really great celebrity look videos. Are there beauty vloggers that target men? Great question. Uh, not really. <laughs> uh, you know, 80- so this is a market. I could corner this. <laughs> you could. Um, I mean, the, the thing is, is that 89% of YouTube's beauty audience is female. So there are very few male creators. Um, there is one men's grooming channel that's fairly popular. It's called Slick Air TV. And it's these two Danish guys who do all of these like celebrity uh, male hair tutorials. So you can learn how to get hair like David Beckham or Justin Bieber. And, you know, here's the cut to ask for. Here's the products to use. But, I mean, men's, men's grooming, because they never say men's beauty. It's always men's grooming, the grooming pages of GQ. Um, and so on. Yeah, I mean, it's there. There's not much. There's not much out there for sure. This is just so sad to me because you can make it here, happen. It could be well, you. I, I, it could, but I. What my fear is, and what I I believe to be true is, uh, women are uh, turning to these bloggers who are uh, giving tips on how to beautify both your. Uh, your outside and your inside, you know, be, be beautiful as a personality and, you know, open up and, mm -hmm. and also, uh, look like your best self. And men are watching someone play surgeon simulator 2015, <laughs> uh, for like the 30th time in a row. And then like leaving a hateful comment. I, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely a positive community, which is really great. It's very empowering. I mean, the thing, the thing that I think differentiates, beauty vlogging from, let's say, fashion vlogging is that there is this base level of you have a skill, which makes it really interesting to me because these women, it's not just like, here's a tutorial. It's like, oh, they're really good at it. Like they are like makeup artist level. Whereas a fashion vlogger, for example, instead of the tutorial being her like standard medium she's making these haul videos which are just i went to the store and i bought this stuff and it's been it's boring like bethany moda has all of these haul videos and it's just like i shopped look at this instead of with beauty vlogging it really is sort of based on like i have the skill and talent and let me let you into this world and show you so it's i mean the service element is definitely incredibly positive and it is just you know a very positive community what is the most useful tip that you've learned from a beauty vlogger? 
So one of my favorite tricks is an under-eye concealer technique. So, you know, you have dark circles under your eyes. Most people do. Um, And instead of using concealer just under, right under your eye, like the little, like, I don't know, half almond shape, I guess, where you're actually seeing sort of this, like, purple tint, what you're supposed to do or what I learned to do is you draw a triangle of concealer. So the three points are each corner of your eye and then like sort of midway down your cheek. So instead of just covering up the dark part, you're actually covering this entire triangle. And it's this like crazy light reflecting illusion magic, which is actually weirdly how a lot of this stuff works. Like a lot of, you know, how to get rid of um, under eye circles, but then also how to do contouring, which Kim Kardashian is very big on is like all of this like play with light and shadows and and reflecting makeup and all of these things to sort of like trick your eye into being like, <laughs> she looks so great and awake and dewy and alive. So yeah, I mean, that's that's what I've learned to do. That's what I've learned from the vloggers. I want to thank you for being on the show and for teaching me how to get rid of the hideous purplish marks beneath my eyes you are so welcome thank you for having me i hope that you Uh, watch a lot of beauty vlogs after this i'm going to i've actually seen zoella she's cool yeah yeah i I, I was i she has an accent yeah she's british i I believe or irish yes yes to both of those (laughs) she she's from the united kingdom of sorts she's from across (laughs) the pond there we go nailed it (laughs) Um, I also want to thank our producer, John Lacamarcino, and I want to thank you for listening to the show. Uh, We are here every week. You can also find us on TheVerge.com or go to Ratch.com because it is a fantastic website for everyone. I read it daily, and I think you should too. Uh, If you want to follow the show on Twitter, we are at What's Tech. You can find us on a variety of podcast services, but the one I recommend that you visit today is iTunes, where you can leave a review. It goes a long way to getting the show to more people. Or, you know what, just share us with a friend or family or parents. Parents tend to love us. Uh, Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye.